0: We're going to be in the book of Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 8, specifically in verse 40. We've been coming out of a series uh, called The Best Year Ever, and we've been talking about how 2020 has been the best year ever, and perhaps your perspective is that 2020 hasn't been great, but I think whenever we run into obstacles, we also run into opportunities. And I think 2020 has presented a lot of obstacles But if we choose to, we can look at how 2020 was the best year ever because of the opportunities that it presented. And so you can go back, you can catch uh, weeks prior messages on our YouTube, Uh, probably the easiest way to do it. And today I'm going to shift gears a little bit. My wife kind of alluded to this, Chandra kind of alluded to this, that really it's, it, you know, we're, we're coming around this corner. I thought she had such an awesome uh, picture that God had given her of us rounding this bend. Some of us have, have not fully committed to the fact that we're rounding a bend. Some of us are apprehensive about that corner. Some of us are breaking going into the corner and we want to keep our brakes on coming out of the corner. Some of us are just raring to go and and we don't even want to touch our brakes coming through the corner of 2020. We want to floor it and we just want to give it as much gas as possible to get away from 2020. But I'm here to tell you, maybe it's unfortunate news, but we are not going to escape 2020. Um, we're facing a new year coming up in four days, but a new year is a day on a calendar. It seems like it's an event, but the truth is, is that there are things in our 2020 that will continue to be with us, and how are we going to be able to reach past those obstacles and grab a hold of things um, that we've been given opportunity to grab a hold of? So today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift gears a little bit, and I'm going to talk about how 2021 is the best year Ever for us to reach. And specifically, we need to reach past some things. So we're going to talk about reaching past an obstacle of opinion, past the obstacle of uncertainty, and reaching past the obstacle of religion in 2021. Let's read in Luke chapter 8, verse 40, a story about a woman who is uh, afflicted with an issue of blood. She'd been bleeding for 12 years and culturally speaking, she was what was considered ceremonially unclean. That means that she couldn't touch anybody. She couldn't touch anything. That if she touched someone or something, it was made unclean. So she was forced to live this life of isolation, of guilt, of shame. And in fact, in culture, what she would have done is she would have walked through society if she was out in public. And she would have to announce herself as unclean. She would be walking and she would saying, unclean. Unclean, And it was this idea of her repetitively announcing this identity of uncleanliness. And I feel like what God wants to do today, maybe this is a little bit you could use this word, a little bit of a prophetic word, is he wants to strip this identity of uncleanliness from us that maybe we're walking out of 2020 with. And he wants us to walk into 2021 clean, clear, and focused. And this woman uh, had a focused intention when we read this story. Now, just before we pick up in the story, Jesus is on a bit of a tour, and he's going from town to town, and he's performed two miracles just before uh, this woman encounters Jesus. He's um, calmed this storm that was raging. He speaks to the storm, and it calms. And he heals a man who was demon-possessed. So this woman, as we pick up in this story, this woman has full knowledge of Jesus' reputation. She has full knowledge that, that when you have a need... That when you encounter Jesus, that there's this moment that your affliction, that your need, it's a ripe opportunity for a miracle. And so let's, let's uh, read what she does in the midst of her affliction. It says, on the other side of the lake, the crowds welcomed Jesus because they had been waiting for him. Now they had been waiting for him because they had heard and they had seen the miracles that he had been performing. Then a man named Jairus, a leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with him. His only daughter, who was about 12 years old, was dying. And as Jesus went with him, he was surrounded by the crowds. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, and she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe, or the hem immediately the bleeding stopped who touched me jesus asked everyone denied it and peter said master this whole crowd is pressing up against you but jesus said someone deliberately touched me for i felt healing power go out from me and when the woman realized that she could not stay hidden she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him The whole crowd heard her explain. The whole crowd heard her testimony. The whole crowd heard that her need, that the opportunity of whatever she was dealing with, it was ripe for a miracle that Jesus uh, had healed her. The whole crowd had heard what he had done. And she explained why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. And Jesus responds by saying, Daughter, Your faith has made you well. Now go in peace. Number one, number one, as we transition, transitioning is a journey. It's not an event. We're not going to flip a light switch in four days and everything changes. As we move forward, we need to reach past the obstacle of opinion. We need to reach past the obstacle of opinion. This woman, let's get a picture of this. This religious leader of a local synagogue. So I'm going to put this contextually. This guy, Jairus, is me. He's a pastor of a little local church, of a a local gathering. Of people that would gather for religious and ritual. And he comes and a crowd is surrounding and he steps in. And this woman has to step into the crowd that's surrounding Jesus. Now, let's understand something about this crowd. The word surrounded, the word is thronged. If you're reading the King James Version, it says thronged. I don't know what the word thronged is. I've never heard it in my life. So I looked it up, and it just simply means to suffocate or to choke. Okay, so now let's paint this picture. Jesus is moving... And the crowd is pressing in on him so much that it would be suffocating or it would cause you to choke. And this guy Jairus is speaking to Jesus and Jesus obliges him and says, okay, I'm gonna go with you. Now in the midst of all of this, this woman presses through the suffocating crowd to, to get to Jesus. What does the crowd represent? I think the crowd to me represents all of the suffocating opinions, the things that people think about you, and potentially, more importantly, not just the things that people actually think about you, but the things that you think people think about you. How many times in your life, I know that this happens to me, that I call like this boogeyman of what people think about me, really is what I think people think about me, is not real. It's fictitious. That they really don't think that about me. I just think they think that about me. So what's worse than people thinking about you is what you think that they think about you. And all of a sudden, you begin walking and, 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 and you're trying to press through the crowd of all of these thoughts and opinions and, and public per- perception. See, the crowd represents this suffocating opinion. Now, I, I want to be clear that I don't know that it's intentional or not. I don't think people sometimes in voicing their opinion or posting their opinion on media platforms or whatever it is, or it's personal face-to-face, I, 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 I want to say as a caveat, rarely do people actually voice what they think about you to your face. It's always behind like the keyboard ninja, right? A quick strike mission I'm going to make a completely unaccountable statement about you or to you from some remote place where there's zero accountability. You don't have to look at me in my eye. You don't have to see the pain that it causes. Even if you didn't mean it, you don't have to see the repercussions of your opinion. And perhaps you have felt the repercussions of people's opinion in your life. 2020 has been chalked full of opinion. I am so tired. I I can't tell you how tired of people's opinion I am. I understand your perspective. But behind every single choice, behind this woman's choice, was a story, was a narrative that was her own. It was unique to her life. And she had to push past the possibility of having to wear the guilt and the shame and deal with the isolation of public perception and opinion. She was willing to reach past the crowd. The crowdedness, the suffocating crowdedness of public opinion in order to reach for Jesus. And I want to tell you something that if I've learned nothing else in 2020, that it takes tremendous courage to reach past opinion. Too many of us are living lives pleasing people and not seeking to please the one person that we need to be focused on, Jesus. And here's what's great. About pleasing Jesus. There's nothing you can do to get him to find more pleasure in you. The woman didn't have to get herself clean to approach Jesus. She didn't need to be more pleasing to Jesus, but she also was willing to push past the opinion and not be a people pleaser. Joshua 1 9 says, This is my command be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord. Your God is with you wherever you go. That even means that God's with you. When you press past, when you reach past opinion and you press into what could be the most suffocating, most opinionated crowd you have ever been in. Stand firm, be strong, and courageous 2021 is the best year ever for us to reach past opinion and reach for Jesus with courage. Number two, reach past the obstacle of uncertainty, it's the Best year ever to reach past the obstacle of uncertainty. I've heard this. The, the, here's the words that I've heard on repeat this year unprecedented, uncertain. You know, every year they do these like words of the year. I, I have to think that unprecedented and uncertain are going to be two of the most used words of the year. And here's what I know about uncertainty. Uncertainty is certain. You and I are going to deal with uncertainty no matter what. 2020 has just done a really good job of making it really clear that life has no guarantees and it's uncertain. Life has always been uncertain. Things have always been uncertain. But we we get lulled into this false sense of security from all of these things that we place around us to make us feel like things are certain. Are you with me this morning? I'm going to give you... The same story of this woman, but written by a guy named Mark, who was there as well. He was another disciple of Jesus. Luke was a disciple of Jesus. Mark is a disciple of Jesus. Mark was there with them when this happened with this woman. And this is Mark's account. He says, she had suffered, the woman had suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. What? That word suffered means to have a bad experience. Uh, <laughs> you may have suffered this year. A bad ex- 2020 may have been a bad experience. And you and I, when, whenever we, f- we face suffering, this is what suffering can cause. It can cause uncertainty. Now, 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 now let, me, let, let me be clear about this. It, it actually can uncover uncertainty. It can uncover doubt, hesitation, distrust, or fear. I think all these things potentially are lying right below the surface in our lives. And when we have something happen, it rips back the covers and it shows what's always been there. And when you suffer something, all of those things that are below the surface that we've been trying to do our best to contain—I don't want. No, no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't. No, no, no. I, I don't. I don't want to look at. I don't want to look at what's real. I don't want to look at the uncertainty. And 2020 just rips the scab off, and says, "This is what's below the surface." And suffering can give us this awareness of uncertainty, doubt, hesitation, distrust, and fear. Now in this case, this woman had tried to spend her way into certainty. She had spent all of her faith, she had placed all of her faith, and whatever you place your faith in, you're probably going to place your finances in. So this woman, she had faith, but she had placed all of her faith in physicians. So she had spent everything the scripture says. The woman had spent her entire faith... On failed physicians. But now. She was focusing her faith. On Jesus. This tells me that. You may have been placing you. And me. Throughout 2020. May have been finding ourselves. Placing our faith. Spending our faith. In failed physicians. But it's never too late. To come to Jesus. And this woman shows up and it says in Luke eight forty four, coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe. She had tried all of these failed physicians. And then she, she comes up behind Jesus. It's like, she's sneaking up on him. It's like, it's like, I, I'm going to do whatever I can. If I have to, I'm going to sneak up on him. I want to press past. I'm going to press past opinion. I want to reach past opinion. I'm going to reach for his robe. It wasn't too late. How do I know that? Because it says immediately the bleeding stopped. It's never too late for you to reach past the uncertainty. It doesn't disqualify you. In fact, she reached for the greatest physician that we could ever spend our faith on. She reached for Jesus. Here are some things in twenty twenty and here here's 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 the deal family. This is not contained to twenty twenty again i think just i think this last year has just pulled back the covers on things, so these are things that you potentially have been spending your faith on for years. You may have spent your faith in twenty twenty reaching For the failed physicians of money. Because money fixes everything. For entertainment. Which can be multiple things. Food. We joke about the COVID-19. We will do whatever we can to comfort ourselves. When we feel uncertain perhaps we've reached for the failed physicians of politicians or political process political parties there's no certainty for some they've reached for the failed physician of substances they've said it's Oh it's okay it's a, it's only a glass of wine that turns into just a bottle It's only a few prescriptive pills it's It's only one joint It's only a hit of heroin I know these things are real I know that the narrative that we hear is about a virus, but little do we hear about the virus of substance abuse that is moving at an alarming rate in our country right now because people are suffering from uncertainty. We need to talk about it. I think the church is essential in combating hopelessness and a feeling of uncertainty by encouraging people to reach past their uncertainty and reach for Jesus. In fact, I think 2021 is the best year ever to reach past the obstacle of uncertainty with a focused faith. In Jesus Christ. Number three, we are presented with the best year ever to reach past the obstacle of religion. This woman, as she reaches out and touches Jesus, Jesus is like, who touched me? And everyone around denies it. And Peter, Peter's kind of like the smart guy in the group. You know, there's always the person in the group. He's, he's the one that always has the answer. You read in scripture, Peter always, Jesus asks a question that's supposed to be trivial, and Peter's like, well, I know the answer. You, it, listen, everyone has a friend that is Peter. If you don't have a friend that's Peter, you are Peter. And Peter says, hey, master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. What's he saying? He's like, hey, uh, oh mighty, pff, professed son of God, are you not smart enough to realize you're in a crowd that's like suffocating? And you're asking who touched you, there's like thousands of people bumping into you. Peter's presenting. To Jesus, this, this, this irony of like, well, you know, I go to the, the happiest place on earth. We take our kids there. There's a place up north from us. It's the happiest place on earth. Unless, like me, you have a personal bubble that you don't like people pressing and bumping up against you. And I have to tell you something it's a two hour wait to get on that Space Mountain ride, regardless of how close you stand to me. Like, I can smell what you just ate like I can taste it close. I don't think we should be that close. I don't, I, don't ha- I don't want a relationship with you. But it would be absurd if I just kept complaining about it and I didn't realize people are bumping into me all over the place. But it doesn't mean that when you bump into me eating your churro as I stand in a two-hour line to get on this great space mountain ride... It doesn't mean because you bump into me, you want relationship. See, I think, I think what's fascinating is Jesus responds to Peter. He's like, hey, smart guy. <laughs> There's another word I wanted to use. Hey, smart guy. Someone deliberately touched me because I felt healing power go out from me. What is Jesus saying? He's like, I know the difference between a casual touch and a faith-filled reach. And I think 2020, we all globally have for sure bumped into Jesus more often. There are people that just don't, they're not even in the same vicinity as Jesus that bumped into Jesus this year. But how many of us have had faith-filled, intentional moments of reaching I'm not talking about the ritual or the religion of showing up to church. Tuning in online and watching the message. Doing whatever religious thing. I'm talking about reaching past the religion to grab a hold of relationship. Jesus understood that what this woman was doing as she was drawing out of him was this, this relational draw. I want something from you. I, I, I am desperate to get to you, Jesus. My hope is that you'll heal me. But I'd be willing to take anything. And she had to reach past the religion of her day because the religion of her day told her You are not allowed to touch the hem of the one who heals. Religion wants to paint the box for us that we're too dirty to approach Jesus. Relationship wants to redeem. Relationship doesn't say you have to be clean before you can approach. And Jesus doesn't reprimand her doesn't reject her, but he understands that she was reaching past the religiosity of the day and and what he was willing to give her was relationship. And reaching past religion left the woman face to face with Jesus. Watch, this is what happens. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of Jesus. She wasn't expecting that. You may, be, you may reach past whatever obstacle it is, expecting a result, and not even intending to get a relationship. And too often we approach Jesus, like the crowd who's bumping into him, they're approaching Jesus looking for a result. Not with faith, because Jesus says it was her faith that healed her. And we may approach Jesus looking for a result, but he responds with relationship. Listen to what he says. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well, go in peace. She reached past the religious label of unclean. I love this. Jesus responds by reaching past the religious label of dirty. And he responds with an, a, a relational identity of daughter. See, when you're willing to reach past religion, reach past this the ritual and the rules of doing these things and reach for relationship, I love the fact that Jesus is always there to respond. And Jesus reaches past. So not only does this woman break the religious law of the day, but Jesus then breaks the same religious law. He's, he Based on religion, he's supposed to go quarantine himself because he's unclean. I'm sorry, this sounds so familiar for 2020. I'm sorry, you've been, in this, you've been in the same airport as somebody with COVID. You need to quarantine for 14 days. Absurd. Sorry. Pat at the You can email me if you have offense with that statement. That's absurd. Religious rule... In Jesus' world, he's like, look, I came here to press past the religion and press into relationship. Religion would have told him he needed to quarantine for a certain amount of days because he was now unclean because he was touched by a woman who was unclean. (laughs) I'm not making this up. Go be scholarly and look it up. So he reaches past the religious religious label of dirty. He responds with a relational identity of daughter. And what does he leave her with? Everyone says healing. No. The takeaway from this story is not her healing. He leaves her with peace moving forward. Go in peace. You know what that tells me? You're going to need peace moving forward. Some of us want to run like 2020's on fire into 2021. Can I just tell you running from one fire to another fire, if you want to look at it that way, I'm not telling you 2021 is going to be the worst thing ever. But I'm going to tell you that this is life, this side of heaven. And we're going to walk into more obstacles in 2021. Are you prepared? I would suggest to you that your preparation is reaching past religion. Get in relationship with the one who can bring you peace. Because you're going to need peace. And I'm going to need peace as we walk through future pain and problems. Now, this woman didn't have the issue of blood anymore, but that doesn't say anything. We don't know anything else about her to tell us that her life, the rest, it doesn't say, and she lived happily ever after. This isn't a fairy tale. This is real life. Why would Jesus say, you need peace to go if you didn't need peace? Peace. There's no need for peace if there's no trouble. There's no need for peace if there isn't suffering. There's no need for peace if there isn't trials. Don't shoot the messenger. And this is what I know. If you're sitting there and going like, well, I, pff, I'm not reaching for anything. I want, I want you to know something. You were, you were built to reach for something. It's built into you. Listen to this. I'm going to end with this passage. Acts 17, 26. From one man, he created. Who is he that created? God. From, From one man, God created all the nations throughout the whole earth. Okay, let's establish God created all the nations. That's what I believe. I believe God created every human being that was, that is, and that will ever be. Every nation, every tribe, every tongue. Every beautiful part of the spectrum of melanin, of body features, he created it all. He decided beforehand when they should rise and fall, and he determined their boundaries. Can I stop and tell you something, please? Sure. Pastor, please tell me. God has determined your boundaries. People's opinion do not determine your boundaries. God has determined your boundaries. I want to say this again. God has determined your boundaries. The people around you have not determined your boundaries. Verse 27 says, his purpose was for the nations to seek after God. And perhaps, oh my gosh, I love, I love how this is worded. To seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward Him. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of my 19-month-old. She sleeps on on like a like a a little mattress on our floor in our bedroom, and she wakes up at some point in the night and it's dark and it's, it's surely it's uncertain and surely she's a bit disoriented. Surely there's maybe even potentially a little bit of fear. 2020 and it's dark. And she doesn't, but this is what she does. She begins feeling her way around for mom. This is the picture. Perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. My wife is not far from my 19-month-old. But my 19-month-old wakes up and responds in the middle of the night as if my wife has gotten on a plane and flown to the other side of the world and she begins feeling her way through the dark through the uncertainty she began it's this it's this idea that enacts what it's telling us that we need to reach as if to intentionally touch god we were made to reach we were made to reach for something his name i want to tell you is jesus And he is not far from any one of us. Now, I want to make this very practical for us. So there's a couple things that I want us to do. Number one, I want us to evaluate. And when we evaluate, this is a time that you spend with God. I think it's great that you hear what I have to say as, as I deliver God's words to you. But I think it's really more important that you spend time doing something with what was delivered to you. So I want you to number one, evaluate. I want you to ask God to show you what you spent your faith reaching for. To say, God, this last year, what have I spent my faith reaching for this year? Perhaps look at your calendar. Look at your bank account balance. You're going to see really quickly what you've been reaching for with faith. Number two in the evaluation is ask God if you've been reaching for results from him. Are you just throwing up there like, God, just fix my problem? Or are you saying, God, I want to be close to you? Are you reaching for results or are you reaching for relationship? Only you can answer those questions. And then I want you to activate. You can do anything one time. I tell myself this. If I'm doing something that's really difficult, I'll just break it down. If it's, if it's riding 80 miles on a bike, I'm like, I can ride one mile. I can do one thing, One t- I can do it one time. Anybody can do anything one time. I want this to be very simple. So here's how I want to activate us. Spend five minutes each day. I don't care what time of the day. I'm not saying you have to do it before the sun comes up. I'm not saying you have to do it any specific way. I'm just saying spend five minutes each day. This week, let's just start with a week. You can do anything for one week. You can do anything one time. Spend five minutes each day reaching for a relationship with God. Don't ask for results. Reach for the relationship. And here's some ways you can reach for a relationship. You can break that five minutes up reading the Bible, praying, listening to worship. You can spend that five minutes one day, maybe you just listen to worship. Maybe one day you're just praying. Maybe another day you just read the Bible for five minutes. I don't care how you break it down. I'm not here to monitor your relationship. Don't tell me how to spend time with my wife. But trust me, I'm going to get my five minutes in with her. So I want you to spend five minutes, very simple, each day reaching for a relationship with God. Let's pray. Lord, I want to start out just with a heart of gratitude. This is thank you. Thank you, thank you. That what you say about us matters more than opinion. Lord, that we, we're not going to blame the opinion of the public because I, I, don't think, I don't think people wholly understand, fully understand their opinions, even sometimes unintentionally, inadvertently, are so damaging and so hurtful. And I believe that we live in a time and a space in our society where there is zero accountability for what we say. There's zero accountability. When we say harmful things, when we voice an unfounded opinion, when we say something, we feel like we may have the right to say it in society. Just because you can, doesn't mean you should. But thank you that what you say supersedes all of that. God, forgive me for the times that I voice my opinion about somebody personally. I have have no grounds to stand on. I should stay out of the business of doing that. So thank you that we can reach past opinion and reach for you. Thank you that we can reach past the obstacle of uncertainty and grab a hold of something firm. Thank you that we can reach past religion and grab a hold of a relationship because at the end of the day, you did not come back to make more Pharisees. You came back to call children home. And you called the woman daughter. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Listen, if you're joining us on our online campus, quick reminder, please click the link right now in the chat. Jump into our virtual courtyard. We have uh, a whole team of hosts that are there waiting to connect with you. We would love to spend some time with you, whether that be in discussion, dialogue, or prayer. If you're joining us here in person, hang out for a second, say hi. We would love to have face-to-face time with you. And as always, we look forward to seeing you next week. Enjoy the celebration of the event of new year, but be willing to reach past the obstacles that have been presented to us, amen.